0: Morning, everybody. Yes, it's been a while. Hopefully we'll be able to upload this afterwards, because I've been having trouble with the upload. Second Torah portion in the Pasha of Noach. Well, Noach has so much to talk about in this week's Torah portion, as is each of the Torah portions in general, but the Torah portions are voracious, that seem to be so filled with narratives and history, and yet every single one of them, because the Torah is Miloshim hora Ah, it's a lesson in life that you have to follow. So we have a classic teaching of the Kutzker, which yesterday's Bar Mitzvah Boy mentioned, (laughs) about Noach, that there are two types of people when it gets cold outside. One guy puts on a thick fur coat, the other guy starts a fire. What's the difference between these two? What's the difference? One takes, of, one takes care of himself, one creates fire, so he gets and others. Exactly. The one who started the fire provides not just warmth for himself, but he provides warmth for everybody around him. The guy that wrapped himself in a fur coat took care of only himself. The Kutska used that metaphor to describe Noach. Noach was told by God that he, his wife, <laughs> his kids, and their wives would be spared the flood. He was wrapped in his fur coat. He only saved himself. Noah saved himself: That's what the Katzka says about him. He's like a tzaddik in pelts. But, uh, but, and, may, and Rashi also seems to make that comment numerous times throughout the Torah portion that Noah failed to reach out to the people around him, a, and that's why it took him why did it take him so long to build the ark? You know why? By no, he couldn't get permits. It was a big <laughs> problem with permits, especially the handicap access people, they drove him insane. The fire department wanted it one way, and the handicap access people wanted it exactly the opposite. The panic bars on the doors of the exits, they wanted it very different. And he couldn't get the fire department to agree with the handicap access and vice versa. And that took him a hundred years. Right. So the real reason is, as Svi just pointed out, and the reason why it took Noach so long to do this is because since Noach was not technically going out on the streets telling people the world is coming to an end, repent, so Hashem forced him to build this gigantic boat in his backyard that would force other people to come and say, Noach, lost your marbles? What's the story? And, what did, what did... and then he would have no choice but to tell that God revealed himself to me, etc. Okay. All this is very nice and very simple in the Midrash. I have just one question. At the end of last week's Torah portion, Noach is born. When Noach is born, he's given a name, Noach. Now, Rashi, anticipating that you might, uh, and that you might translate his father's declaration when he named him Noach. You might, you might anticipate that since his father says, as is written in the Torah, Ze normally the translation of the word is will console us. When a person is in mourning during shiva, the mitzvah is Nichum aveilim, to comfort the mourners, to console the mourners. So when you see the word Ze you think, it's the comfort and console, because the world had gone to you nowhere in a handbasket. And so therefore, this was the guy who was going to bring consolation to the world. Says Rashi, because Rashi is very big on grammar and the utilization of grammar for the purpose of um, teaching us lessons, that if that's what the meaning of the word was in this context, when his father names him, then he wouldn't have named him Noah. He would have named him Huh? No? Close? Dude, you're in a Chabad house. What would he have named him? Menachem. He would have named him Menachem. That's what Rashi says. If the idea was consolation from, from morning, then his name should have been Men- Menachem, not Noach. What does Noach mean, says Rashi? It doesn't mean consolation. And in this context, the word it means respite. 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 Things, life is gonna get a little bit easier. Rashi says, what, what, what about Noah was gonna make life easier? Says Rashi, Noah was the first person to construct tilling and plowing tools. The earth had been cursed, right? And so therefore was it, they were having the hardest time creating crops. But the earth was also cursed. Why was The earth was cursed because it opened up to accept the blood of, uh, of Hevel. Yeah, anyway, so because of that, between the curse on man and the curse on the earth, it was almost impossible to till the earth. Along comes Noach, and he builds these tools for tilling and plowing, and as a result, everybody's life became a little easier because they now had these tools. What's my question? Where am I going with this? We're going about to uh, why uh, Noah... No, so you see that Noah did care about other people. He made tools. Not only did he make the tools, he didn't make the tools for himself. Yeah. He opened up the first uh, Ace Hardware. Right? He he went and he made made tools so that everybody had a respite. And it doesn't say that he did it okay, he was an entrepreneur, so he was looking to make money, and so therefore he manufactured multiple of these tools. No, it says, He brought a respite to all of us. So what's the story here? How come when it came to that, he wanted to help other people, and he provided them with all these tools, but when it came time to do tshuvas that I could spare the world from destruction, was he not there? You know what the answer is. No. Even the most righteous amongst us sometimes falls into the trap of judging people. They thought they were not yeah. No, I thought that. Even the most righteous amongst us. It's not like he didn't want to go out and reach out to other people. And it's not even that he didn't have the wherewithal or the, or the tools with which to go out and help other people. Noach looked at these people and said, You know what? Destruction is probably a good idea. Wait, construction is- Malar, destruction is probably a really good idea here. Oh, these people, there's no hope for them. and therefore so but Hashem says don't judge It's hard. <laughs> Hashem says don't judge your job is to be the Noah of the world to bring respite to the world do what you can reach out, try to help everybody around you don't judge I have more on this but I'm going to stop here what do you mean you're judge? That's God's d- department. What was the, the, the famous story that they attribute to Schwarzkopf, even though he never actually did say it, but he could have said it? You know that? Schwarzkopf. Yeah, General Schwarzkopf. They say he said this, but it's been verified that it was not him. It's just a line. They asked General Schwarzkopf, supposedly, if there could ever be forgiveness for the people who perpetrated 9-11. So he said forgiveness is in God's hands. Our job is to arrange the meeting. (laughs) Now, I don't know that he actually said it, but it's a good line no matter what. Okay? So that's Abt Hashem. At our hands, don't judge. Find somebody, reach out to them, give them love, lift them up, bring them to the place where they need to be. I, it didn't work. I, the guy spit in your face. I, the guy made fun of you. That's not your department. Your department is to love Hashem's creatures. May Hashem bless us? Huh? Yeah, we hate the evil in them. We don't hate the pe- evil people. Hashem should bless us that we should see immediately the revelation that utter and complete transformation of creation from darkness to light, with love, blessings, health, and happiness, and especially the revelation of Mashiach, may it happen now, amen.